Welcome to our street talk discussion of Weddings of Weatherfield Part 2. It's really echoey. Ding dong, Isn't weddings. Maybe a little bit echoey. We're on our new podcasting room today, everybody. We've been decorating so much since the last time, but the room is a bit empty, so uh, yeah, maybe a bit of an echo. We're, we're going to have to we're gonna have to see. We're going to have to fill it with stuff, aren't we? It's yeah. a work in progress at the moment, so sorry if it is a little bit. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? it Never is a bit mind. I, I hope you don't mind, everybody. But we're very, very excited to be in a proper room that we've designed ourselves just for podcasting and, and other things. So we've been painting the walls. We've been having people put shelves up because I can't do it myself. Got a new sofa. We <laughs> we've been so so busy, haven't we? It took us many days to get it to this level. Yes, but I'm so so okay. happy with it. <laughs> really, really happy with it. We've got um it, yeah, there's not much in it at the moment. We've got like a, we've got a TV in front of us with my games consoles and stuff. We've put some shelves up, there's some games, got my little shelves and little Nintendo models on. But the idea is that we're going to like I'm gonna be able to put some tasteful Nintendo artwork on one room that, that on Gemma, one wall that Gemma gets to vet of course and then some <laughs> tasteful Coronation Street stuff we're literally going to have a Coronation Street wall behind us aren't we yeah which can hopefully make an appearance in any video that we do um, do, do you want to talk a little bit about what our idea for that room, for that wall is what sort of stuff are we going for this you is are the artist turning into a different thing to what well, we're just a little, just a little mini intro I know but this is supposed to be a an, a, a Evergreen. I can, show. I, I can, I can, I can. You can fast forward this for a little bit. It's exciting. People are excited about a room. What's going to go on our wall behind us? They, they totally um, are. There's people on the. We've got our ducks. Room. We've got some of those po- the postage stamp. Yes. Things we've got. The gi- the giant stamps. Yeah. The giant stamps. We've got um, some photos of um us with various. Uh, that, yeah, we yeah we got some pictures that we've taken over the years. Some of our Corrie friends and and Corrie stars that we've met. I want to find our picture of us uh, in the Rovers. Yeah, if we can. Yeah. But you said you think it's too blurry. It maybe is. I think it's a bit blurry. Then... You said you were trawling the internet for pictures of Patricia Phoenix today, were you? Yes, I was. Well, t- I I just saw that text earlier. So. Um. Yes. What 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 sort of thing are you looking just for like, there? Just like. Classy photos. <laughs> yeah, well, lots of like, I really like not the, too nerdy. the behind the scenes background pictures. Yeah. I think they look cool. Yeah, like sort of candid shots yeah, of the, yeah. the classic cast. It's going to look great. I don't know when it's all going to be ready because we, we need to buy this stuff first. We need to get some get some money. We need to get paid. Um, we have run out of money. We have, yeah, we, I mean, what day is it? Oh, God, it's still a couple of weeks until I get paid and from school. And also, <laughs> the step has broken in the decking. We, we have had, yeah, so literally, on the day that we finished our lovely room, then I stepped through a step on our decking down to our garden, which is a bit sucky. I only just painted it a few weeks ago as well. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's where we're at at the moment. Did that's why we're maybe um, sounding a little bit echoey. We'll work on it by filling the room with stuff. And um, yeah, let's talk Weatherfield Weddings Part 2. I hope you all enjoyed last week's episode, which was very kind of stats-based, so wasn't echoey. it? so yeah. It's all right. It's all right. It's just an experiment for this. <laughs> it'll be fine. People will. People will. Um, 
we'll, 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 that we'll let's understand. Let's get on with it. Let's, under, let's get on with it. So this is the second half of our Weddings of Weatherfield discussion. Last week was very stats-based, where we looked at things like who's been married the most, um, lengths of weddings that you look at, I can't remember, the most common months for weddings length, to length go on. Length of weddings or length of marriages. Lengths of marriages. I got marriages and weddings wrong. You still don't All know of last difference. week's episode, and I think it's going to be the same this week. And um, yeah, this week we're just going to be looking specifically at wedding episodes. So some of the big ones, memorable ones, what we enjoy about watching weddings, that sort of thing. So Gemma, do you like a Weatherfield wedding? No. That's no, that's not what you're supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I like weddings. I like to see the dresses and the fashion. There's usually some hilarious fashion faux pas, especially on the part of the guests. In Coronation Street weddings, you can usually count on a few mutton dresses, lambs, <laughs> or some chavvy people wearing inappropriate fascinators. Yeah, or... but you are—you definitely always look out for what the dresses are, aren't you? You're, that's something that there's always a comment on. Always like the dress to see the dress. Compare it to that's your right. own wedding dress, see how that. No, I don't compare. What's the point of comparing <laughs> it? It's my wedding dress, nobody else's wedding. And, dress. and sometimes the suits, although so, you know they can be a little bit dull, can't they? Although Imran certainly oh, made up for that so last week with lovely. this little mauve number. Yeah. Um, yeah, mauve. I just I just like the whole eventness of it. Mauvey, purpley, maroony kind of colour it was, wasn't it? What colour was of it? Juice I thought it was, was red. No, it wasn't red. It was because there's a bit purple in that, I think. I don't know. Um, I, I just kind of like, and we don't get this as much these days with weddings, having an event that the whole community can get around, sitting them all there in the church or the register office or anything. And I know the cast absolutely hate it. I think we mentioned that last week, didn't we? Sitting around, having to just stay quiet while it's the people like at the burgundy. front do everything. Burgundy suit, wine coloured. Yeah, um, look, it's red. Okay, fine, okay. Purple. This is whatever in my head. Um, and it's just, yeah, I just... I think he was dressed up as the Joker. I, I like the happiness of the event. Yeah, that's Particularly true. if it's... Um, Happy you know, if community it's a gathering. Yeah, yeah. And and also the, the possibility that maybe there's going to be some extra drama kind of juxtaposed with it as well. I mean, particularly, I think the most famous one of that in my head is when um, Judy Mallet... Um, died while um, Ax- Ashley and Maxine got married. Yeah, but they? she like, didn't die at the church. She had she the decency not to do she, that. She had the decency to stay at home and keel over because that would have yeah. been quite a downer at the ceremony itself. I think it was during the uh, it was during the reception afterwards, wasn't it? But something like that, or you know, the, the, yeah, I like a good jilting. I like I also like about weddings. It's sometimes rarely. Um, an opportunity for characters to come back as well. Oh, yeah. We've had that a few times with, like, McDonald weddings, where maybe Andy's returned occasionally for one of his for brother or his brother's... No, one of his brother's many weddings. But uh, if we don't get a return, then at least I can be placated with people on the phone giving their reasons for oh, why got, they can't return. I thought you hated that. I just, I, I kind of used to it now. It's a bit of a Cory tradition. Kind of it's a bit of a Cory trope, isn't it? Yeah. Like, what's the reason that their mother, brother, sister, best friend can't make it to this wedding? Oh. Oh, they don't think it's going to last. Oh, okay. Uh, no, yeah. do I. Like, I mean, and again, we didn't have that last week with like Janice ter- did not turning up at the wedding. We didn't have any particular reason for that. But um, yeah, I always think it's quite funny how that happens. Um, in the, I, I, you, you, I was saying earlier about getting everybody together and, and also the returning characters. Sometimes, and again, maybe this was more in the past, it felt like, you got the telegrams, didn't you? Do you remember when we watched those oh, like, 60s those. and 70s episodes from before? But I think, is, that, is this not what they used to do in the old days? I don't know. I think they did, yeah. You know, apologies for so-and-so who can't make it today, but they've read a lovely telegram out. And that's quite nice because it... it yeah. 
kind of pays tribute to the fact that obviously these characters can't all come back, but it well, makes people, them still feel alive. Yeah, people probably couldn't travel as easily or as cheaply and they couldn't get time off. Mm. So it would make sense to have, you know... But it, it feels like a notice board in a community centre when you have a bunch of um, letters from people who couldn't be there. I really, yeah. I really, really liked how they did that in Old Curry and everyone would go, Hooray! Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> like, I, I'm imagining this has probably happened. Like when Emily and Ernest got married, it's like, and here's a message from Mr Nugent. Here's Mr Nugent, Mr Swindley. And... Mr, dear Mr and Mrs Bishop. Hooray! <laughs> it's just lovely. And he's like, oh, who, who are they going to mention? It makes it feel more real and alive, isn't it? And yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a shame that that can't happen quite so much Well, that's because people don't do it anymore. Although no. what they could have done is have like, Zoom weddings where people like go, oh, I can't come. <laughs> oh, I want to watch it on Zoom. Anything else weddingy that you particularly enjoy or you look out for to make a perfect wedding for you? Because I, I quite like, um, I like it when they go out on location. Again, not so much recently. Um, like a nice church. It's something it's pretty to look at in the background, isn't it? But even like going off to the register office, it's a makes a nice change of pace. And any excuse for them to get away from from the set is a good thing in my book. Um, but and, and hopefully in the future we'll be able to to get more onto that. And it's not we're not just consigned to bistro, chariot square, chariot square, bistro, maybe community garden. Hmm. Um, anything else? Do you reckon about location? No, just about about weddings wise. Um. No, not really. I mean, it's been an unusual couple of years for for weddings, so I, I can't wait for it to get back to the good old days. In some ways, Corrie has had to be a little bit more creative with their weddings. And another day, just because, you know, you've got... The, the, there's only so much that you can do. And the trouble is, it's not even like they've been able to go, oh, here's a COVID wedding, blah, blah, blah. It's like... No. They can't even do what people would actually do in COVID. Mm. I mean, the classic example of one that was just silly from the recent years is Gary and Maria, wasn't it? Where everyone's like, show us your rings because they couldn't have Samia and Mikey kissing each other or even standing, standing next to each, each other. other. That was like, yeah, that's that's a bad move. And is, is there really any storyline... Um, no, uh, Storyline got better with the fact that they've got married rather than just... She's not even changed her name, has she? She's not become oh, Maria Windass. Oh, it doesn't count if you don't change your name. <laughs> I, but, um, yeah, I, I hope we can get away from those soon. But, yeah, all, all the other drama that goes around it too. So, like, yeah, is there is there going to be a punch-up? Is there going to be a reveal? Because quite often it's a bit of a Corrie trope that in the lead-up to the wedding, either the bride or the groom has got a dark secret. And we've had that recently with... And Imran and Toya, they're obviously on our minds at the moment, having just tied the nut last week. But like, has the bride had it off with the best man recently? Or is yeah, is the bride secretly pregnant with somebody in the congregation? Has the husband well, hang just... on a minute. Is the bride secretly pregnant with someone in the congregation? Someone in the congregation's baby. No, that would be pretty exciting. <laughs> Where's Auntie Mildred? Oh ah, there you go. That's the sound of giving birth to one. Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> Took a wrong turning. <laughs> the M60. Something ended up in a tunnel. <laughs> um, or, or you know, in the case of like you know, when Pat Phelan and Eileen got married, he'd literally just smacked Andy Carver over the head with a laptop mere hours before, and he's got the mud on his shoe, and you think, oh, he's really buried him somewhere, but he hadn't even killed him, had he? Secrets, so lies. I, I, I love yes. all that. Although sometimes, again, it does turn into a little bit 
Uh, what's that noise? Well, that's the, you. Every time that happens, you say, "What's that oh, noise?" What's that it's noise? the sound of the bathroom. Yeah, we, we, for we, some we, reason. We're not in an actual podcast studio or a house. Yeah, or um, just uh, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it gets a little bit. I just sometimes just want them to have a happy wedding. Has there when, ever been a truly happy wedding? I think there's been some, and as we go through some in today's <laughs> episode, yeah, maybe more in the early years that did happen. But sometimes Curry think, oh, we have to have some kind of drama, and you don't necessarily. And, and one of the things I like about weddings is that when there's a couple that we can be truly invested in, and we've seen kind of courting and getting to know each other, courting. and yeah, you know, over yeah. the course of, of of years maybe, then finally have the wedding that's brilliant and that's all I need it's when they sometimes say well let's bung them together we'll get them married in six months give them a baby maybe one or two months either way uh, from the wedding it just feels a bit like a bit rushed and and temporary you know mm. um, I was thinking of other kind of Corrie wedding tropes as well and I've run out of ideas a little bit but I do like the reveal of what the characters middle names are Oh, a classic, a classic. You've got if you're a if you're a Coronation Street character and you have a normal middle name, are you even a Coronation Street character? And did they did Tori did, did Toya Tori did Toya get her middle name mentioned in last week's wedding? I don't remember. I don't remember. Do what you Imran. Toya Laverne Battersby? I don't, I don't think they could have done no because Imran never heard whether I think he's he's still and what's his birthday? Named. Yeah, still don't know, still don't know. Um, I like I like the receptions. I like everyone getting drunk there. Maybe the fallouts. Yeah, well, we just watched um, the DVD of the last decade Coronation Street collective episodes. Hmm. Was it from there or was it from a? Yeah, yeah, it was. So that was. Um, I think so. We watched Carla and. Tony Gordon's wedding, yeah, and Sally gets completely smashed, doesn't yeah. she? So that that's the sort of thing you kind of want: people with axes to grind, yeah, like causing a, a ruckus, or people being invited and everybody watching them like a hawk, going, "They're going to ruin it! They're going to ruin it! They better not say anything! I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a go!" Well, and everyone's that, that like, was Ooh. that was the wedding where Sally knew that in the run up to the wedding. Well, I thought um, I didn't know we were going to talk about it. Later. We talk about it now. It doesn't okay. matter. It, it was she. She knew that. What? She knew that she Rosie. Knew that, she knew that Rosie took no, photos. Took photos of Carla having a snog with Liam, yeah. Maria's husband, dead who by that husband. time was dead. And uh, and Sally and tells Maria part way through the session. Yeah, because Maria because she's totally Maria's smashed. crying about the fact that she's sad her her um boyfriend is dead mm. and they can't ever get married. And Sally sees and she's like. Oh, I don't think you should be crying about him. He's a big cheater. <laughs> that yeah, it, it's great. Love that stuff. The other thing about receptions is you got your speeches, and I do love it. Uh, it seems to be a bit of a tradition as well that you can't say a best man speech or a groom speech without somebody in the in the audience interrupting. It's almost yeah, like they leave heckling. the leave the pauses in yeah. for some witty comment from someone in the audience. There, so that's a bit of a trope there as well. What about writing your own vows? Writing your own vows. Yeah, that's a bit of a bugbear of yours, isn't it? Uh, I don't, in, re- in real life as well. No, because I've never been to a wedding where um, they've made people have made up their own vows. But I just think on Coronation Street, sometimes I think the writers think I am going to stun everyone with my romantic prose, <laughs> and really it's just the same old crap, except it's slightly reworded. Like, why can't you just say? Till death is depart, yada yada yada. If you're only going to say it's like, so you just go through with synonyms for every single thing that you say in normal wedding vows, and then going made it my own. <laughs> I just thought of another uh, curry trophy irritant when somebody's 
preparing and preparing and preparing for a speech and they're nervous oh, about what they're going to yes. say and everything and then they just get up there and go, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to say it say from it the from heart. my heart. And then they do this brilliant Very eloquent, word yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. And, and everyone a... goes, oh, what a wonderful <laughs> sentiment. You said about the vowels earlier and you didn't you didn't like make, make no, it bad, you just want to see the traditional ones. I don't want anyone who's made up their own vowels to, <laughs> to get annoyed at me. But hopefully that you would agree with me that Coronation history is not particularly good examples of how to do your own vows. Well, when you when you're in real life and you write your own vows, you're not doing it there to um to to show off your writing talents. I assume it's well, just a, to... it should be your honest expression of love, shouldn't it? Yeah. Yes, it should. Well, Rather than hey, listen to this. Back in the early days of Coronation Street, and here's my little sequence sequence into the first bit. You couldn't actually see the vows at all because there were a few weddings that went on in the show but they didn't show the ceremony did they and the very and I, first yeah i don't on. think they were allowed i don't know if they I were can't, i'm not sure whether or if they, they were just, allowed it, were too, it was too scandalous maybe i mean the very first um wedding that they had on the show was really early on it was on episode 26 of coronation street back on uh, the 13th of march 1961 and that was between joan walker and gordon davies and you might be saying who on earth is that i, love I them. wouldn't blame you but joan walker i mean there's the clue in the surname there was the daughter of annie walker and jack the landlord and landlady of the rovers return and um i, I don't not at all main or important or whatever character it was but... kind of it was uh, it was more significant at the time because it was you know four months into the show and these were like this was the the daughter of prominent characters they probably mm. might have thought this would be i mean it was a big deal at the time but there weren't very many characters who were in a position to get married at that point were there because they were either married well, they were single, I think, or just only started dating in the show. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, I mean, definitely in the in the early days of Coronation Street, when the cast was incredibly limited, there's only so much opportunity for wedding among the main characters. I'm trying there? to think of like, was Joan even in it? And I don't really remember if she was. I don't think she was. I think she kind of swanned in for in. her wedding. So it was a, it was a nice event, and it was interesting because this was only episode twenty six. Yeah. But the early days of Coronation Street saw the importance of these huge family events that yeah. for, for you know making making fun episodes out of that people would re- well remember you know if that's episode 26 she wasn't in the first 13 episodes was she jane i don't so, think so um, no and my favorite part about that that always have i said this already in the last episode the fact that minnie bought them a pickle fork did they she and i have been waiting my whole life for a pickle fork in it when i first saw that episode and she goes oh i brought them a pickle fork i went who needs a pickle fork and ever since then you've had a hankering i've gone you know what i need right now a pickle fork i could really use a pickle fork to get my cornichons out of this jar <laughs> well now you've put it out there maybe one of our can somebody buy me a pickle fork a preferably pickle one with so a nice pleased. a nice picture of of minnie yeah. On the end, going, oh. Engrave it yourself. Minnie's great at weddings. Uh, yeah, yeah. Minnie, Minnie was always, is always one remember. for crying in the congregation, wasn't she? It was at Dennis, Tanner and um, and Jenny, I can't remember what her surname is, we got her later on, and that was one of my favourite episodes of the Sixters. That was when they got married, and then they come out of the room afterwards, and Minnie throws confetti at them, and then she says, well, I just wanted to. And then the camera kind of pans to a sign that says no confetti. I love that. She's such a rebel. She's like, I've lived through the war, I don't care. Yeah, but she was also one for crying as well. Yeah. Like, um, uh, oh, so, so beautiful. I, I did, I love Minnie. Anita and looking yeah, at her like, you soft idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you get Ina on the, uh, on the, on the harmonium, oh, yeah. on the, uh, 
It's, it's been interesting seeing over the years which Coronation Street characters have suddenly acquired um, like keyboard or piano or organ playing skills just for the purposes of weddings. Like even Norris did it at one wedding, I think I remember. But um, yeah, Ina was definitely a, a go-to in the early days. Well, we always admire the the sort of the the cast of yesteryear for their multi-talented. Um, entertaining backgrounds like you know they used to work in the music halls and they were comedians and Mm. and, and musicians and uh, you know stage uh, stage stars we sort of like kind of insinuate that Coronation Street stars of current times are not as multi-talented or multitasking but you know you think about think about them these days that you know influencers <laughs> and pop stars well, don't forget we did see old uh, Dan Brocklebank tickling the eye of Reese at Christmas last year now is it they? tickling or tinkling uh, tinkling it came out as a tickle in there mm-hmm. didn't it I know. well we've heard arguments for both (laughs) so um we have actually so that was the first wedding but i would say the first wedding of main characters was still fairly soon that year it was um in episode 84 and that was when conceptor riley tied the knot with harry hewitt on the 2nd of october 1961 this was um this was two characters that had fallen in love on the show haven't they in under a year yeah, yeah, Even yeah. back then they were moving quickly, but I think in those days <laughs> you had to because otherwise you might welcome your bundle of joy slightly too early. Yeah, long engagements weren't necessarily being <laughs> worth it. I think that was the wedding where there was a bit of a to-do about the Catholic and the Protestant getting married, wasn't there? Okay. I think that was this one and people were, and people were saying, well, how would this happen or which church would they get married in? Um, yeah, I think I remember something about that. Yeah, but what particular thing that I remember about that episode is that at the end of it, they had this, like a funny slowed down version of the theme music, and changing the music over the credits at the end became a little bit of a Cory wedding tradition for a while. There were a few of them over the years that played something different. It's like they knew that it's a special episode and a special occasion like this merits just why not having a different bit of of music which I think maybe they should try and bring back sometime don't just save it for Christmases um so that that was another one like I said uh, earlier they didn't show the actual ceremony but we we did get to see the reception that was the first Corrie wedding reception with the telegrams and so on so that was kind of cool but the first on-screen ceremony we actually saw Gemma you can take the take over from this one (laughs) Gemma I'm telling you was uh, Elsie and Steve Tanner wasn't it yes that's right episode episode 702 and this was um Elsie's Long lost American wartime beau, wasn't it? Mm. Um, he had come over with his lads mm. to the Yanks are to, over to, in Weatherfield, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, to to make uh, make her an honest woman. And Elsie Tanner <laughs> was <laughs> nice try. That's a bit of a tall order, <laughs> isn't it? Elsie Tanner was such a popular character that they had this you know Steve Tanner marry her, so she wouldn't change her surname, which I think was like. Almost progressive, but totally missed the point. Um, so this was, did you say, 6th of September 1967? Yeah. And um, they had, you know, we got to see the whole thing in the church. And... They really milked it. I remember when we watched this one, it felt, because I think it started in the church, or very early on in the episode, they get on with it, because they they go through almost all of the vowels, don't they? Well, it's like was, they've suddenly yeah. been given the, the, the permission to show a Corrie wedding ceremony and by gum they took up the opportunity. Well, this was like Corrie royalty, really, wasn't it? This was like the royal wedding of Coronation Street. So yeah. we wanted to watch every single detail and every moment. I can imagine 
people at home, I don't know if this is what happened, but I can imagine, you know, the mums and the grands and the little girl on the knee watching her, watching old Elsie getting hitched to her, her wartime love and all, you know, the hankies. And Well, yeah, I think it's kind of back in those days, particularly, it made you feel like you were a member of the congregation as well, didn't it? And yeah. having a huge extract to the ceremony certainly helped that out. But it was also, that was the first example of there being a proper extra drama going on because that was also the episode where Harry Hewitt buys it in inverted commas at the end doesn't he he gets squashed underneath the van when he's trying to fix it at the end of the episode so that kind of thing there being a wedding but also a disaster going on you think that's quite modern was that like the prototype I think it was I think it was just you know not even the thousand episodes under its belt and Coronation Street was already killing people on somebody else's wedding day yeah that was also the first episode that Ernest Bishop appeared in as well uh, as the photographer yeah he was a photographer wasn't he although he was called Gordon back in that episode so it's it's always funny to see the first appearance of certain characters and how they change and sometimes it's in personality sometimes it's by name so yeah this is where I think Emily and Ernest first met so um uh, a long love well cut short romance was a first blossom there I think and also trippier about that episode that is the second most repeated episode ever on terrestrial tv really how do you like that it's, after it's been repeated what, three one? times three whole oh. times no other episode yeah the first episode has been like shown five or six times on terrestrial tv now but I thought that was kind of interesting very nice um and the first color wedding was another one of elsie tanner's wasn't it so this is when um she got married to alan howard in um july 1970 who was her real life husband to be yes that's right and this is also a very weird episode because yes Right, whereas Elsie's first wedding had very long vows and ceremony, this one. Well, this got... one was kind of like the, her first one was kind of like almost chaste and very kind of religious and solemn, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, like. And this one had a weird scene of her and Alan walking through a strange flower garden to flamenco music like for what seemed like yeah. like five minutes before they actually got to the church. And this she's was... there with her big hat and. This was like the sort of thing that you watch on top of the pops and makes made people invent music videos. Because <laughs> I like, you know, instead of having Elsie wandering through a garden with flamenco music, we could just have the band play and watch them instead. It was so bizarre. It, it looked a bit like one of those. Um, it was you can hilarious. buy this CD and get all yes, these music. I can imagine like a track listing scrolling yeah. through the screen. Big hits but... like flamenco in the garden. Yeah, exactly. And Elsie Tanner gets hitched. <laughs> It's um, it's like they were saying. Well, this is the first colour wedding, so we're going to show a load of flowers just yeah. to make the most of it. Couldn't see these before, could you? Look at this. Yeah, exactly. That was also the first wedding of someone that we'd already seen marry as well. And obviously, these days, it's like how many weddings you done? Is this your yeah, fifth, but sixth, seventh time down had, the aisle? But... She had the decency of making sure her first husband was dead first. That's true. Yeah, Steve Tanner had um had a some stairs related accident by this point. Yeah, so they kind of had the secret wedding ceremony, but Bet and Len find out and 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 turn up at, uh, in time for the ceremony, and then they have a nice knees up at the Rovers at the end. That was a kind of a nice episode. Um, it was, but it was just like watching aliens trying to learn how to make a television program with this yeah. weird flamenco <laughs> section. Um, first bigamous marriage, Emily Bishop and Arnold Swain not in the 1980. Last. Certainly not the last. It's really tragic that you can say this was the first time they had a bigamous 
bigamist wedding. Yeah, Emily Bishop and Arnold Swain in 1980. And when it comes to LGBTQ weddings, we've only had one. Well, yeah, we kind of have, haven't we? One and only. We've had more bigamist weddings on Coronation Street than LGBTQ ones. Yeah, so this is Hayley and Roy we were talking about here. I I couldn't even say the first gay wedding because there hasn't been one on Coronation Street uh, within 62 years. So it got close a few times with Sean and Sophie and then again with Rana and Kate a couple of years ago. But yeah, Hayley and Roy, the only LGBTQ one that's only been there. When I was looking on uh, eBay for photos of Coronation Street to put in this room, a a weirdly large number of Sean and Sophie pictures came up. And I was like... Yeah. I don't, well, just them, like, sort of, you know, snoodling each other and they were a, They were sexy. a popular couple among a certain <laughs> like, s- a, a segment of the Corrie community. I don't want that particularly. It's not, it's not classy. I'm not going to have classy <laughs> Stan and Sophie. I know what that's fine. No. Um, but, yeah, the Haley and Roy wedding in 1999 was one that I remember watching the first time, and it was really nice well, revisiting it, w- it Did it recently. even happen? I can't well, it, remember. It, yeah, it, it, it's one, it was the one where they get to... Um, the church, but then Les Battersby has tipped off the journos, um, including, I think, Ian Kershaw, yeah, playing right, a journalist yeah. at this point. Maybe, I can't remember. And uh, and so they, they can't take place because, um, obviously, with uh, Hayley being a transsexual, they found it quite difficult well, to locate a church and a, a vicar who would marry them, and they found Jessica Lundy. Um, she, was, she called herself... Uh, that was what she was called at the time, but now we would say... She is transgender, just to be clear. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and the, yeah, they, they get there ready for the wedding, but the paps are all there, so they have to scurry back home. Yeah. Haley goes upstairs distraught. Poor Hayley. But then uh, little does she know that downstairs they're organising a secret special wedding ceremony yeah. in the. In the it's not cafe. really even that, that was wasn't lovely. even really a real wedding was it no because no it, it wasn't, wasn't that didn't, legal that legally didn't count which is why we got another wedding for them about 11 years later or something but um yeah that's all that was quite exciting it had and of course was this was was this before gender recognition came into effect so i think so the trouble was that because Haley's birth certificate still had um the wrong sex on it for her they couldn't get married because gay weddings weren't legal. No. So they were in a right conundrum. They thought they got their way around it, but then bloody Les ruins it. Yeah. But that was so lovely because that had been a relationship that we'd seen yeah. slowly blossoming over two years. And, you know, Roy, the first woman that he'd ever kind of fallen in love with, and, and Hayley, Aww. the same, uh, same Roy was her one true love. And, it, yeah. and, they, and they were so cute. And they, they almost, they kind of split up a little bit in the in early <laughs> years, didn't he, when Roy couldn't really get the right words out about how he felt about her. But <laughs> no, it, it felt like a proper, Roy. proper romance leading up to that one. And the fact that they had the, the, the little blip where you thought it wasn't going to happen leading to a nice, cosy wedding. It's just lovely. It reminded me a little bit, of, well, it reminds me now of Jenny and Johnny, where they don't get married in a particularly traditional place, but it's somewhere that's very Feels special to them. Yeah, there with there with Rita in the hospital, and that that was that was just great. And there's some other cool stuff with like Toya not being allowed to go to the wedding, being the stepdaughter because of Les, and Les she has to climb down Gary's ladder to get there wrong. and stuff. Janice attacks Les with a frying pan, which I think yeah, everybody was exactly. really into. Yeah, and so yeah, that that's probably one of my favourite weddings. I mean, we'll get onto some other ones. We're just looking at firsts at the moment, but, but the, that was really. Nice. I forgot the vicar who was supposed to be marrying them. She was in it. She's been in it in lots of different roles, but I forgot. I can't remember whether there's lots of roles, but she has recently in the past year or two been in it playing a judge or, or a magistrate or something. She probably like was that. like, I've got to get out of this vicaring game. 
Yeah, it's no many too close-minded. <laughs> well, that was that was filmed at a church in uh, in Duckinfield, I think, yeah. um, which I visited a couple of years ago, because um, they, they found it very difficult to find a church that would actually allow them to film an LGBTQ wedding in. But this this particular one. See, did. and this was only what twenty three years ago. Mm. How times have changed. Yeah. Um, and 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 twenty three years later, yeah, we still haven't had a gay wedding. Nope. So um, I think Corey needs to rectify that at some point. If I, soon. Like I say, its heels just if I tad. was a if I was a producer, I'd have an agenda of a few very urgent things. Yeah. And one of them would be sort this out. But I, I think it gets to the stage where, if you're the producer, do you really want to take the heat? for making the first gay wedding and having everybody go to you, how come you're not doing this? You only just done it and it's 2022 and you haven't had one well, yet. I was a producer, like, I'd be like, well, you know, I've not been, I've not been the producer. It's not my fault. Not my fault. <laughs> I just came in and I did it. It's, it's, it's really baffling how they've not gone down that route, honestly. Especially it feels considering... feels like it could be an easy win. That, that, you know, Tony Warren was, you know, a gay man and he's the, he's the creator of Coronation Street, you'd think in tribute to him that he should have done something yeah, so, to celebrate. It's a shame that like, he, ne- he has never got to see it. He didn't live to see the eventual first game. Well, we, we might not even live to see <laughs> yeah, it. not at this rate. Um, we have seen the first Hindu wedding, though, haven't we? That yep. was Devon Sunita. In fact, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to probably say that that was the first religious non-Christian wedding that there's been, because I don't... We, we've, yeah. had, we've had um, we've had we've had an Islamic wedding with Zidane and uh, Rana yeah. uh, uh, since then, haven't we? But I can't think of any other faiths um, whose wedding ceremonies have been reflected. But that was quite funny because um, the whole of the episode was like commented through by Roy, and he'd, he'd done oh, his research yeah. about like the, all the Hindu wedding of. traditions. That was, I think, but you know, so for, for many well, members of the audience, that was probably quite helpful, actually. I know. Yeah, it's um. It's one of those things where you can make fun of it, but as somebody who doesn't know any Hindus and would never be invited to a Hindu wedding, I'm sure, um, what being like talked through it, yeah, maybe it is a bit patronising and, and condescending in in a way, but in another way, it is kind of like we know you guys don't know what's going on. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, and... but the thing is, though, if you're Hindu watching that, it might have felt a bit othering, especially when the whole point of the sh- of that wedding is like look, we're representing you too, you, you know, if you're, if you're kind of watching something, you've never seen, you know, a Hindu wedding before on Coronation Street and the whole way through it's like, and look, look at their funny customs. Yeah. You might feel a bit like, oh look God. How bright and colourful it is. Now, now the, this is the bit where the bride comes, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. But, um, that that wedding episode was also kind of dramatic but as well because Dev just, gets married, gets arrested at the end. Dev gets married at the end. <laughs> he gets married and then he gets arrested. The the thing is, Coronation Street did do a good job of that commentary because it was Roy, and Roy is the sort of character that you would totally expect to do mm. this from, and he's the sort of person who would have done this research and he would be talking about it, yeah, yeah, like totally, he is totally an explorer <laughs> finding new lands. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got our first. Christmas Day wedding, haven't we? Was it? I think we've mentioned in the last week's podcast that there's only been one wedding on Christmas Day so far, Claire and Ashley. So is it the first or is it just the only? 
Well, you could say that for quite a few of my firsts, actually, okay, couldn't you? Okay, right. So, yeah, they got married on, on Christmas Day 2004. And I always think she reminds me a little bit of Belle from Beauty and the Beast when she wears a big cloak. Yeah. She had a nice big cloak. She did, nice big fluffy one. I liked it when they walked out of the church and there was like a, a line of uh, yeah, butchers, butchers holding their the meat cleavers, cleavers in an arch. Right, yeah. That's quite nice. I'd rather have that than a bunch of black pudding. Yeah, that was the episode where Norris had to play the uh, the church organ. Right. Um, in it, as I said earlier. But uh, I think, on the whole, I don't particularly rate that episode very highly. Although I did enjoy both of Ashley's weddings to some extent because Fred was such a proud father, wasn't he? I love Fred. And I think that's another really important thing that makes a classic Coronation Street wedding for me, having a a lovely, supportive, proud family. Yeah. And and yes, it's fun to have the family arguments, but having, yeah, Yeah. like sombre... The bit before they go in and the, the parent going... I, I might not have ever said this to you, but you know, I I am proud of you, don't you? Yeah, and, and, and some, uh, one episode back in the 60s Aww. that I particularly like for that as well was, I bring it up again, Dennis Tanner's wedding to um, oh, yeah. to Jenny Sutton, because there's a, there's, a, there's a lovely scene at the beginning of that where they're, they're all, they're, who is it, Elsie and um, his sister, um, what's his sister called? Linda Tanner were like, in bed together at the beginning of the episode, just mum and daughter staying in bed because that's what you did in the old days. Dennis comes in all excited about getting married and Aww. just before they get out to go into the church, Dennis kind of says to, to mum, oh mum, thanks for everything, you know. And it was just lovely considering he'd been such a tear away all his life, having a, a serious moment like that. It was really, really sweet. And that, really and that cool. also had a really moving best man speech from Jerry um, Booth at the end of it as well, because he'd just come out of a, um, a failed marriage with uh, with yeah. Myra. <laughs> and, he, and he's usually a bit of a, a bit of a comedy kind of guy that people made fun of a little bit wasn't he well I don't know whether it was a sourpuss but he was just so softly spoken and um you know easily teased and and then he gets up and he says oh you you know what it means when you say I love you I'm not remembering this I've written it down he means it means I want you to love me and that's not the same thing at all and that kind of thing is really quite quite deep isn't it and profound yeah and then he gets all flustered about if a marriage doesn't work and he says and if it doesn't work this isn't champagne it's salt water and it, it, moments like that where you can just kind of take a moment to appreciate the the seriousness of yeah. the occasion was quite see, good too. See, this is what I think sometimes with the vowels. That's one of the, my bugbears about the vowels is I feel like they put those things into the vowels instead yeah. of other moments. Having people just saying them naturally. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I, I think when we, when we did a Patreon episode a few years ago of top episodes of the 60s I think that was in my top five I really really did rate that and Dennis Tanner was a, a massive revelation for us as a character oh, we when we went him. back and watched He's the so old 60s fantastic. episode so to see him get married to, to this Jenny Sutton who is a like a shrug he who's has. that so it doesn't that, that that's a bit a bit of a shame I would have like, maybe liked to him to have married somebody who I felt a bit more about but there was so much loveliness in that wedding and yeah the the family bond between him and, and Elsie was just great and, and going back to what I was saying earlier Fred being the proud father of Ashley when he for most of Ashley's life up until that point had been calling himself his uncle because it, was, it wasn't long before Ashley's wedding to, to Maxine I think that um, Fred reveals that he's actually his dad it was just it was just lovely and in, and in that second wedding no in the, the first wedding Ashley and Maxine that's when it kind of comes out to the public 
because Ashley says, oh, this is me dad, and it is a lovely opportunity oh. to, to reveal to the world this secret that, that he's been keeping for a little while. Yeah. And also, oh, do you remember in that episode, Ashley's real mum shows up? Yeah. And she's kind of skulking around the, the graveyard, isn't she? And she's like, I don't know whether <laughs> like I'm really welcome here. And, and then Ashley kind of invites her in, and they have a lovely, happy family time together. But... <gasps> then you have Judy Mallet dying at the end of the episode. Really? <laughs> just, yeah, just ruin the moment a little bit. But that one, if I was to be thinking about what are some of my favourite Corrie weddings ever, I would probably say that Ashley and Maxine's first one were... In, only one for those two it would be in my top ten somewhere anyway. So, um, I mean, let's let's kind of transition to some other very notable weddings that Coronation Street have had over the years and whether we've got anything particular of note to say about them. Um... Skipping ahead, you know, because in the early days we said last year there weren't very many weddings or they didn't show them on screen. It wasn't until like the 80s or 90s that, that it became a big thing, didn't it? And I think the Ken and Deirdre wedding in 1981 was one of the early massive hyped. hyped up weddings in the media. And one of the things that made it so uh, stand out so much was that it was in the same week as um, Princess Diana and Prince Charles getting married, which was fantastic considering that, you know, the, the, the Prince of Wales and his wife versus Corrie's premier couple. Um, I mean, I don't, if, I don't even know whether back in the early 80s, whether Ken was seen as being such a legend because it's like back then it's like well he's only been in it 20 years no but I know but Ken and Deirdre are definitely a power couple mm. whether or not Ken Ken you know you're right to say that you know it, he, was he wasn't a, a legend yeah he was you know he became a legend when we kind of realised we're stuck with he's him he's the only one left <laughs> <laughs> So there's a bit of a myth going around with that episode, is that it got more viewers than the royal wedding actually did. It didn't. I think um, the, the 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 royal wedding ceremony got like 19 million viewers, and Kenny Deirdre's got 15 or so. But um, it was the, the Ken and Deirdre part of the wedding got a higher average number of viewers than maybe what was going on on the B what? on on a part of. No, I can't even. I well, can't the, remember. The, the I point... think the whole the whole long ceremony of Charles and Diana's maybe got lower average viewers overall, but the actual ceremony, ceremony, the wedding bit of it, got higher than Ken's and Deirdre's wedding ceremony. But it was it was a, a hotly contested battle. Let's well, just say that. Let's just let's just point out that you know, as much as I love Coronation Street, um, there's no such thing as the Commonwealth of Coronation <laughs> Street. <laughs> it's not, not like I'm sure that globally. Charles it's just and us Diana in Canada, really, isn't it? Had more. No, <laughs> yeah. globally. Yeah, no, you can say about the royal Street. family. Us, yes. us, Canada and Australia. <laughs> going, well, we like it. <laughs> I'm sure that plenty of people in Australia and uh, Canada and even here would say they don't like it. But um, yeah, so the, there's definitely more global interest. Yeah. In the I can't remember family. whether there was anything particularly special or memorable about that episode, apart from we did get to see Deirdre without her glasses. I like that, even though I don't know how I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't see anything. So she, I could, she maybe put contact lenses she on. She didn't. I remember her just taking her glasses off. Did she? Yeah. Now, if I had done that, you would have been lucky if I had 
married the right man on the day because it could have been anybody. <laughs> but you did you didn't wear your glasses on our wedding, did you? No, but you I had contact lenses. lenses in there, didn't yeah. you? I can't remember whether maybe Blanche came along to that wedding as well. Cause, um, I don't know. Because she, she made various sporadic appearances um, around that time, didn't she? But uh, I don't know. Um, on the on the one of the... my favorite one of my favorite bits of a Corrie wedding also is the bit where they all stand outside the church and the photographer comes yeah. along and goes, "Everybody smile for the camera," and then normally a couple of characters will have some kind of little quick back and forth about something. And then they'll take the photo. Well, one of the one of the best ones of those was when uh, Terry Duckworth got married to Lisa Horton in the early nineties because <laughs> yeah. Vera spent the whole because he's just been um, he's in prison, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. And he's chained to a prison guard yeah. for the whole of the episode. And Vera spends the episode going, "Oh, go on, let him off, let, let him, him off. Let him he's out. not going to run away. He's getting married. Come on." Yeah, he and wants then a photo. Just for the photo or for the photos, she's able to convince the prison guards to un- unhook him. And um, then he does a runner in the middle of the photographs and Lisa's left the car. Oh, Terry, Terry. And um, poor Vera's like, no. (laughs) No, Terry, Terry. Oh, dear. That that was a great, uh, yeah, I do love a good wedding photo op. Um, So going back to the 80s again, another wedding that I thought was quite important um, was Mike and Susan's. That, that to me, as we were watching back in the old episodes, felt like one of the first really, really plot-driven episodes. And the writers decided to put these characters together and get them married just to stir up the biggest amount of drama. Because you've got Susan, who's Ken Barlow's daughter, getting married to Mike Baldwin, his mortal enemy, and the person mm. who had had an affair with, with Deirdre um, like three years before. Don't remember much about the episode itself, apart from... Um, I think Ken didn't want to go at first and Peter, um, Susan's brother, has to, well, you know, Peter, we all know Peter is, has to persuade Ken to go along. And Ken's being very stubborn and saying, I'm not going along to Baldwin's wedding. (laughs) This wasn't... uh, This wasn't Chris Gascoigne, Peter. Peter. I think that was maybe one of the Scottish Peters that was in it at that point. Um, And another uh, important episode, uh, episode with a wedding in related to Mike Baldwin was uh, in the early 90s when he gets married to Jackie Ingram. And and that means... Uh, And that one was uh, particularly notable because it was uh, the trivia answer to the shortest marriage. I can't remember whether we mentioned that one last week or not, but um, whenever you see a a quiz book or you're in a Corrie quiz, then the question is, who had the shortest marriage on Coronation Street? Mike Baldwin and Jackie. Jackie what? Are always, Jackie Ingram are always the answers to that one because she ends up going after him with a shotgun yep, mere brilliant. weeks after the ceremony because she realises that he's trying to get her factory from underneath her or something. But that doesn't include ones where on the day they get married and then they go, oh, I hate you. No, that's that's a jilting. That doesn't count. We will get to some jiltings yeah, later Yeah, don't get well. confused, people. Yeah. Um, what other ones are there? I, I reckon that if you were to... If you were to push me and ask me what's my favourite wedding episode Michael, of Coronation what's your Street ever, episode I don't know whether Coronation I want to tell ever. you. What? Push me. Uh, uh, tell uh, me now. Curly and Raquel. <laughs> I, I didn't, I wouldn't have been able to guess. Loved Curly and so Raquel. So you, you love this coercive, control, abusive, yes. crying in the toilet. Yeah. It was, it was not at all a perfect wedding, but the whole episode, which was um, an hour long, wasn't it? And it was set over the course of a few days, like at the beginning yeah, of the weird, ep- yeah. beginning of the episode, she's still with Des. Um, and then he kind of tells her that he's not interested or he thought or he, or he, he, she doesn't mean anything to him or she's just a fling or whatever. Um, he, he, then she, Raquel turns up on Curly's doorstep then saying, oh, let, let's get married, let's get married now. But it's 
in, in some ways it's kind of sweet, but in other ways it's really sad because she just wants to marry him now so that she doesn't have an opportunity to change her mind. And when I was watching that I back in it. the early days, or back, back in my early days in 1995, I don't think I, or 96, whenever it was, I don't think I really got that. I wasn't in tune with all the intricacies of, uh, of this romantic you didn't get the ramifications. But, um, yeah, because for me, I just really love Curly and Raquel as a couple, and I like the idea of them getting married together, so I was really happy about it. But yeah, well, they, they go along to the register office, she does, she cries in the toilet, doesn't she? <laughs> and Curly has to, she has to send somebody in to go and get her or something. Oh, weren't the staff there going, oh, she's crying in the toilets or something like that? Yeah, Cur- yeah Curly overhears a receptionist talking about it, and he marries her anyway, because she's got marrying... Raquel has been his goal for the last yeah. like three, four years. But he or probably so. thought, "Oh, and she'll he... come round." Yeah, yeah. And Curly was had such an unlucky life, didn't he? And I'd he thought, rather I'm not marry get her this opportunity again when she doesn't want to, than never marry her at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but that that was just an absolutely brilliant episode for me. The the dialogue was fantastic. The, the having an episode like an hour long episode set over the course of four days. It was it weird. Was it wasn't so like watching good. Coronation Street though. No, it wasn't. It was like a little special drama, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. It it was it was it was brilliant. That that was the very first episode that was written to be an hour long. It was for the thirty fifth anniversary of the show. And um, if you haven't seen that, I absolutely recommend um hunting it down on YouTube or whatever because it is. Oh, it, it, it was it was brilliant. Did you like it? I thought it was quite good that episode. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else have we got? Um, and the Gretna 90s. Green wedding. Yes, Nick and Leanne's yeah. first one. Adam Rickett, Nick. Yeah. Um, it stole, she stole the wedding dress. They found witnesses from the street. It was like the sort of thing you sing about in a country and western song. Yeah. Or yeah. a ballad. I think um, I got a feeling that Dickie and Audrey Fleming got married in Gretna Green as well, though I don't uh, remember whether we saw that one on the on the them. show or not. So I don't but, care. Um, yeah, that was quite exciting, wasn't it? That was quite like, oh, they... I suppose it, I mean, when we rewatched it, we knew that they did get married. But back in the day when it was on first, you thought, are they actually going to go through with this? Yeah, and because... having the idea of these 16-year-olds going up yeah. you know, past the border is a bit naughty. Yeah, yeah, because um, that's the, there's a, there's a, like, I don't know if it's, if it's like translates to other countries, the idea of what Gretna Green means, but mm. you can't get married um, that young in England or Wales. No, you need to be 18. Northern Ireland. Unless you've got the permission of your parents. Yeah, I think so, you can get married at 16 here, but you need mum and dad to say yes. Yeah, so if you want to be a rebellious young teen, you go to Gretna Green, which is on the border between Scotland and England, mm. which is why it's like the place to go. Yeah. And But it also has now become a kind of like romantic destination for anybody to get mm. to get married yeah that's so that so that was a particularly um, memorable wedding for me as well as was um linda and mike going into the new millennium so this one's just recently been on itv3 as well so um people listening who've been keeping up with the, the itv3 schedule have just seen this and uh that was that was quite a cool one wasn't it because that that, that was almost a prototype wedding for one of the bride or groom has been having it off with somebody else secretly but are they going to get married or is it going to get found out is it going to get found out before the ceremony at the reception on the honeymoon I mean it's you know we're all used to that kind of thing in a curry wedding now but that was I think one of the earliest examples on Coronation Street well Linda yeah Linda and Mike yeah yeah it was and it wasn't um Linda, Linda had been secretly having an affair with Mark on and off 
Who's for the past Mike's nine son. months. Yeah, yeah. And Mar- I just remember, like, was it Mar- Mark crying on the bed or something and her shoving him in a room or... Yeah, he gets all... drunk because she's he's trying to stop her marrying yeah. his dad and she's like, no, I'm going to go through with it. I love how brazen she was. She was great. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that also was another episode that had one of those really sobering speeches in there because... Um, Mark is supposed to be Mike's best man, but he kind of chickens out of it because he thinks that his wrong or can't be the best man to my dad and I'm... Um, Coming off with his wife. But yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, Roy kind of... I think he volunteers himself for it. Or it's well, like, Roy well, there's and Hayley are trying to help him out because Hayley's like his right-hand woman, Mike's right-hand woman yeah, at work. Yeah, the And they kind of like reluctantly step up to the plate to help him out on this really big day. And mm. he's not at all grateful at all. No, and Roy does this lovely speech about... Um, abnormal couples like saying well who to put Linda and Mike together that's and he's kind of heavily hinting that you know people thought that about me and Haley as well including you Mike yeah so um that was a yeah, really really lovely speech and then he's just sitting there going whatever whatever get on with it mm. um I also remember that episode was particularly notable because it had a post credit scene as well oh. which is very unusual for Coronation Street they are uh, they they get in their horse-drawn carriage, don't they? Go off down the drive, the credits play, and then... <laughs> and then um, it goes record scratch. And then Mike, no, really. Mike tells Linda, oh, you almost, you nearly had me fooled. Because also, during the wedding, yeah, Mike discovers Mark drunk on the bed and it all comes out, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so that, that, was, that was great drama for that. Um, and also, going on at the same time in that episode, you had Jim beating up Jez Quigley for... Um, having Steve beaten up as well, so that was that was a great episode. Um, any, <laughs> any others from from the early two thousands that you want to point out? Well, the very famous Steve and Karen wedding with um, Tracy crashing it. This was two thousand and four to tell everyone about patience, aka Amy, Amy. and uh, Karen holding a stiletto shoe to her neck. That's a very famous. Yeah, Coronation Street um, drama. Mm, yeah, that was cool. An, an interrupted wedding, but like somebody storming in throughout the back is quite, yeah, yeah. quite exciting. Because you had things like that um, with, uh, who was it, Fiona and Alan McKenna when they were going to get married and Jim burst in saying, oh, don't marry him, Fiona, because <laughs> he, he thinks that he's got a chance. Of the... and, and, and over the years, we've had some people trying to interrupt weddings or being prevented from interrupting weddings, like when uh, Tracy was going to crash, uh, was it Nick and Carla's wedding and Jenny locks her in the, the yeah. underworld storeroom. And then uh, more recently we had um, Abby locking Jeff in uh, uh. Sally's conservatory so that he didn't go and wreck Sally and Tim's wedding. Yeah. Um, I think other big weddings of that era, and you've got to say Les and Scylla. Yeah, yeah. Which was the... Um, I think the idea of that one was just let's do the the most let's be craziest ridiculous. out there wedding as possible for this freak of a couple basically. And this is one of those things that were at the time I'm sure it had people complaining about how outlandish and silly it was, but it's the sort of thing that kind of stays in in the collective memory of Coronation I, I, I would say that this is is definitely one of the most memorable Coronation Street weddings ever just because of the amount that they threw at it because you got your your Scylla in her wedding dress with the little curls on her forehead that said 666 you got your you, they, they get to this the the church where they've been able to find it's like a fake vicar or something like that or a vicar that was de-robed or whatever the phrase well, is they broke into the church it yeah. be in the church yeah they break into the church he does this speed ceremony because there's somebody hanging out at the back looking out for 
people come in to stop them, yeah. like the police or the, or the real vicar or something. So he has to speed through the vows. They all break out of the church, another um, another entrance, hot foot it to the, the reception where um, status quo are playing because Les has been able, <laughs> has somehow got himself um, in, in, embroiled in, what's the Well, name? they're indebted to him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It, it was... Oh, and then also Les goes ends up smashing all the wedding presents, doesn't he? He goes into the room that he thinks is the Quo's hotel, not hotel room, their you know break room or whatever. Green room. It's Green, called, yeah, yeah, finds a load of stuff, which is actually the wedding presents. Says, "Oh, let's smash up. Let's do be real rock and roll. Let's chuck it out the window." And it's yeah, it's his presents. And and the, the ironic thing is that the only reason that Les and Silla agreed to get married in the beginning was so to that they could get a load stuff. of presents. So it was a, it was a perfect conclusion to that story arc really and it was it was utterly utterly ridiculous but i i really really did enjoy that that wedding it was an it was an awful lot of fun and it had a celebrity guest star in a status real status quo yeah which i don't think we've had that well, since i don't think we have and that episode was another one that ended with um the different music didn't it because they were playing like rocking all over the world and the over the credit sequence and everyone's just having a having a good old a sing bop. and a dance right? i got a bop around the disco floor so uh, that that was a brilliant episode uh we've also recently watched um a couple of attempts at sarah and jason wedding haven't we sarah louise platt and uh jason grimshaw the first one we he does you a only wed twice yes first one he does a runner out of the church um toilet window was because church? oh yeah it was yeah, yeah i think so um because he decides he can't go through with it he bottles it and then <laughs> and then the second one um we just watched you know a few weeks ago i think where um is this on halloween yeah, yeah, this is a Halloween wedding. This was um, when David tries to spoil the wedding by um, driving his driving car, his car into yeah. the canal to, to reenact the Hillman canal, canal plunge to make yeah. everybody pay attention to him, basically, and ruin his sister's wedding. And that just perfectly encapsulated the antagonistic relationship between the two Platt yeah. siblings back and in that And she was time. trying to tell everybody and nobody would believe her, even though it was obvious. Mm. And he's like smirking, and she's like, "And he's ruining, and he's ruining everything." Yeah, because the, the, and I was like, "Sarah, George, stop, stop being so selfish." Because uh, <laughs> so David's gone walkabouts um, at the beginning of the episode, and everyone's saying that you can't get married, you can't get married, we don't know where your brother is, and she's like, "No, he's trying to ruin it. I'm going to go through with it." And then yeah. as the wedding ceremony is going on, the police turn up. I think I'm remembering this right, and they're trying to whisper and say, oh, "We've just, we've just dragged you." your son's car out the canal to Gale and and Sarah's like we're going through with it we're going to get her and and you can see Jason's looking really worried about this he's looking really shifty and you're like you sure this is appropriate and she's like yep he's just he's just trying to make a scene and then the whole day becomes about David and then at the end of the episode or towards the end of the episode they're back at home and David comes to the door he's he's fished himself out of the canal (laughs) and then um everyone's like oh David David so glad to see you back like a little cat that's fallen down the toilet yeah, and then but and then when he's alone in a room with Sarah, he just kind of smirks and is like, "Yep, I did do it yeah. to ruin your day." And, like, and it worked. Yeah, and then they drive off to their honeymoon, and David's there in the in the window on the top floor, smiling yeah. as they go away. That was another Imagine really really brilliant episode. What like I love him as your brother. Oh my god! <laughs> um, what else we got? Jenny and Johnny's wedding just recently. We mentioned that because that that was quite a fun one because it. Um, it, that was a big one. I, I remember at the time that feeling like a, a huge deal. It was, I can't remember whether it was a super soap week. It was certainly an, an autumnal one. But um, that was like a double wedding, wasn't it? Because you had Eva and Aidan getting married on the same day 
is Johnny and Jenny. Yeah, yeah. Eva and Aidan's wedding went wrong because she'd been pretending that she was pregnant and there was this huge (laughs) hoo-ha in the middle of the ceremony when Maria, I think it was Maria, Yeah, she puts all the pictures under people's chairs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Eva Eva has got these fake scans off the internet, hasn't she? Pretending that they're her baby. Maria finds out and reveals it during the ceremony. (laughs) That ends up with this, that iconic um, scrap in the fountain. Yeah, with Eva wearing this big puffy wedding dress. Yeah, there's also a bit in the episode where Eva almost falls out of a window on a balcony or something, I remember. And Toya was there. And while all that's going on, Jenny and Johnny are supposed to be getting married. Jenny says, oh, I can't get married here. It doesn't feel right because Rita's in hospital because she's she's got a brain tumour. So then they go to the hospital to get married. Another speed wedding because they can't stay in the room with that many people for so long. And I just love that because Jenny, well, Sanya Matthews did a great job of showing Jenny's just overjoyed excitement at having a having a wedding and being with the people that she well, loves yeah, there. she it showed that she was getting married for the right reasons, no matter how many times people tried to say that, you know, that it, it was, was a, a bad idea get. or he was being taken advantage of. Yeah. And then they get back to the wedding venue on motorbike, which yeah. is brilliant. Because she, she pulls up on the motorbike and has to... Uh, interrupt the the fountain fight between Maria and Eva, doesn't she? She's like, so hands on hips, what are you doing? Get back inside. And then the the, the thing in the tale at the end of the episode is when Johnny carries her over the <sighs> threshold of the factory and it turns out that the roof is gone. That was a fantastic Brilliant. episode. Really, really, really fun. Um, what, any any others, any small little shout outs that you'd like to do for, for weddings? Have you? I sent you this on your phone earlier, didn't I? Have you got? Oh uh, well, I looked at it like last week, though. Oh yeah, so I was just wondering: are there are there any other ones that are particularly kind of stand out to you that maybe don't go down in curry history, but are well, worth I remember mentioning? Nick and Carla. Um, I remember. I remember Leanne and Peter when uh, the tram crash happened, and he was in hospital, and. Um, I remember you saying to me, oh, this could be really big if Peter, if they kill off Peter Barlow, I can't believe they would, they, they would do that. That was awesome, because he was in the joinery, wasn't he, when they had the gas explosion, and, um, and um, actually saves him, him, yeah. saves him and, and he escapes, but he's he's on his deathbed, literally. Nick? Yeah, I think so. And, and Chris Gascoigne doing a brilliant job of being this person that is, you know, at death's door, and, and Leanne's Leanne, there saying, I need to marry him, I need to marry I him. I thought Leanne wasn't sure, and then she was like, oh, well. I can't, I can't remember now, but die. I remember, because that... I don't think that was in the live episode, but it was it was there or thereabouts, wasn't it? And I remember watching it, it being like proper really, on the edge of my yeah, seat. Yeah, it really it. did look like he was gonna gonna die. Gonna so adding a wedding clogs. to that as well was pretty exciting. Yeah, Nick and Carla's wedding, where that was 2016, when um, <laughs> when Nick was like coming to terms with the fact that Carla lied to him so easily and never will forget the line, "What color is this napkin?" When he's like holding it in front of her face and like you know saying you would tell oh, me yeah I know what it sounds like when you tell the truth I know what it sounds like when you lie or something it was something along that lines do. wasn't it but because um, that, that was when he was going through his, uh, his little brain injury trauma wasn't he and, uh, <laughs> he sprung to anger so easily yeah because she'd, she'd slept with um, Robert at that point um, uh, and then you've got the show she rings you know mm-hmm. and also Toya and Imran I don't. I don't, I don't think, as we said on last week's podcast, that that's going to go down in, a, I know, in but, history, really. No, but it's going to. I'm going to remember it. It came up because I was taking photos on my phone of of the television screen, and um, earlier this week, you know, my phone comes up with like memories, and it kind of like gives them little captions like "furry friends" or 
out on the town or something and it had the picture of Toya and Imran getting married and it said a special day <laughs> oh, I know. it's nice, like it's it? like oh my phone thinks I went to their wedding I won't tell it <laughs> no there were only five people allowed at that wedding there were only five guests and you weren't one of them oh they didn't invite me yeah I could have been an extra <laughs> um, I think it would have been a bit strange can you imagine if there were those characters and then like just one random extra person going yeah. I'm just filling a seat <laughs> um, going back a little bit further um, Beth and Kirk's wedding is probably worth a shout out wasn't it I, I don't think I particularly really enjoyed the 80s theme of it but um, I think lots of people remember like her dressed up as Madonna he's there in his adamant costume and being able to see the characters dress up in fancy dress was kind of fun but that was kind of the era where we were complaining on the podcast a bit that the writers were giving the characters any excuse to dress up in fancy dress yep. and it's just like oh here we go again or but... what do they call it abroad Cos- just costumes Cos- or whatever. costume party well they think fancy dress is weird and it does sound weird that's when you're in your top and tails isn't it fancy dress <laughs> um, I also really liked um, Fred and Maureen's wedding because that Fred, Fred was so good at weddings because he was so kind of yeah, big so and many of them. he was so grand he was yeah, so yeah. Um, you know larger than life and, and, and seeing him there getting married to, to Maureen was, uh, was fantastic they had a barbershop quartet there you got um, oh, you got more yeah more Maureen's mum who who always thought Fred was a buffoon yep. but she's still proud of her daughter I, I think know. I think the pride between parent and child at the weddings when they get that right is it, it gives really you a little special makes lump in my your throat. heart feel yeah and funny yeah what is this emotion that that was also the episode where um we hear that fred's middle name is handel and there's a little skit running through the rest of the episode where maxine's trying to guess um ashley's middle name as well because we, 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 it turns out that everybody in that family has got a famous composer as their middle name so that was kind of funny what would yours be melanie c <laughs> your name would be c your middle name is c um what else? Um, Norris and Angela's wedding was quite funny because um, that was when Derek drove Norris to the wrong church, if you remember, because just on a few days before he'd found out that Norris had been the one that had kidnapped his garden gnome and that was like the saga of 1995, what's going on with Derek and Mavis's garden gnomes. <laughs> and so he drives Norris to the wrong church and then it's like, well, where, where is everybody? Why aren't they turning up? And Derek kind of Derek's throws like, at him. He's taken him to the wrong place. Um I, I also loved um, this, this wedding of these, these between these two characters called Olive Clark and Edwin Turner. So Olive was somebody that uh, did we talk about this one last week? I can't remember. She was she was somebody that Percy had fallen in love with, and then she said, "Oh, I can't get married to you. Sorry." And then about six months later, Percy receives an, e- not an email, not in 1993, <laughs> gets a letter, an invite from Olive saying, "Come along to my wedding," and he goes along, and he's kind of, and Emily has to try and make him see that. You know, don't 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 be sour grapes about it. Come along and enjoy the ceremony. And through this, throughout the ceremony, um, or at one point in the ceremony, the vicar's doing this speech about the, the groom Edwin, and it turns out he was a conscientious objector during the war. And to that, to Percy, that's like red rag to a bullet, isn't it? And he's there, kind of clenching his fist at this, he looks this like traitor in his eyes. Kermit the Frog when his face. Uh... Yeah, sucked in like a lemon. <laughs> um, I think kind of, I think that's probably it for weddings that that went right that that I remember. Um, but there were certainly, uh, I don't know. I suppose you know you got you got Daniel and Sinead was quite poignant a few years ago where 
Beth's found a lump on Sinead's neck and so the whole wedding has to go through with Sinead thinking, oh no, my cancer's coming back. Um, that was very, very bittersweet. There was, of course, the one a few years ago as well where uh, Steve and Tracy get married and Steve, Trace Steve punches Steve at the reception afterwards because she thinks that he's um, had it off with Leanne. Um, I think I think they're the main ones that particularly stand out to me, but there have also been quite a few notable unsuccessful weddings on Coronation Street as well over the year. And according to Coropedia, there have been 29 weddings that didn't quite go ahead as planned or, uh, or weren't legally recognised. And um, as the decades went on, the, the numbers certainly increased. So in the early, you know, the first four decades of Coronation Street, there was like, you know, one or two maybe episodes, uh, weddings in the whole decade that didn't go through or, you know, like when, when Emily decides to jilt Leonard Swindley in, what, 62, 63, is it? I can't remember because she realised she doesn't love him. But in, in the last decade, in the, in the 10s, there were 11 weddings. So that's like, on average, like one a year that didn't go through Bad, or, or wasn't legally recognised. And, and most years, actually, since the millennium have had one. Um, there was like, I've written down to so 2000, 2002, 2004, 7, 8, 10 and 20 didn't have weddings that didn't go wrong. But yeah, the vast majority of years, there's a wedding that is is cancelled at, yeah, at the altar. So that's, um, so at least Toya and Imran, whatever the future may hold for them as a married couple and it's not looking too rosy at this point at least they did manage to actually get married yeah that's the main thing you've got to get through the hurdle don't you yeah now the most fame i would say my most memorable wedding that didn't go to head is probably emily and Le leonard yeah um and that was the first one um and it was emily was such a i don't know if you can imagine this um, a timid spinster <laughs> and she always had this crush on Leonard Spindley who was like this big pompous windbag um, he was her was boss as well wasn't yeah, he she's yeah she was just in awe of him um, and, and she kind of mistook that for love yeah and so she they, they got all the way up to the day and then she decides it's not morally right for her to get married because she didn't love him yeah she's very stoic about it and she's mm. just like I, I don't think I'm going to go through with this actually and he, I yeah. think he ends up going on the, on the honeymoon on his own and it's just all very they're all very British and prim and proper yeah. about it well I think maybe one of the reasons that she thought this is because she's quite religious and you know the bible has got a lot of things to say about what a marriage is and mm why you should get married and yeah you know, and she was re recognizing that maybe their romance didn't have didn't all the really, traits that were, would be required to like, become husband would and wife jesus give me the thumbs up yeah no. i think i think in the days before failed weddings or jiltings or whatever became ten a penny you're right that was certainly a, a famous one the other one of course was american david hang on what? Merrick and Davis? No. Mavis and Derek, who in 1984 <laughs> jilted each other. Yeah. And that's not anything I think that Coronation Street has attempted since. And it, it was perfect for them as a couple because they spent years, well, Derek spent a long time going in and out of Mavis's life and yeah. she would put her trust in him only for him to completely ruin it. Like when the time when she thought that she was, he, she was being bought a... Uh, uh, Holiday? A holiday or something well, I mean, and he turns out it's just for his sister yeah exactly for his mum yeah so um, they, they get to the day of the wedding and Mavis can't go through with it and um, Rita's like you, you can't leave it to the last minute you, you need to 
you, you need to no, go. Let's just go to the we wedding. Do, such a massive bitch to me. Derek's this. probably waiting there now. So, um, but, but Mavis in the end says, no, I'm, I'm not going to go through with it. So I think Rita has to go along to the church to apologise to Derek. But then it turns out that Derek's also not there. Derek's not even in the episode. But um, that was a that was a really funny um, set up for a really wedding between it. these two characters that just for the whole of their lives couldn't make any decisions about anything. <laughs> I can't remember what happened on their actual wedding. I don't know whether that was particularly memorable at all. I think yeah, their jilted wedding was uh, was the most famous one. Um, and any other failed weddings that stand out to you? Well, there's the girl power wedding. Uh, where Shelley um, jilts abusive Charlie at the altar. That was great. And, wasn't um, it? you know, she, she strides off triumphantly, and her mum's like, yes! Yeah. Um, but then. Because <laughs> she, she jilts him quite early on in the episode, doesn't she? Or was yeah. it a two parter, and in the beginning well, of the second half, that's when she's done it, and the rest of the episode is the fallout? Well, he. Um, he doesn't like take this uh, line down, does he? He, he shoves her in um, the car. Uh, and drives her to some wasteland where he kind of like has it out with her but she refuses to acquiesce and then she ends up <laughs> in her wedding dress driving into town um yeah she was she's just striding down the road isn't she with this magnificent her fluffy, fluffy puffy up, wedding dress yeah and there's an old woman staring at her and she's like i jilted him you know i can do better and the lady's like good for you <laughs> Yeah, and then she goes back to the Rovers and cuts herself a massive slice of cake because... Um, He'd been part, star- starving her. Yeah, to, telling her that she was too fat and, or, and having a competition. Let's see how much weight Shelley can lose yeah. and stuff. Yeah, she just comes and pigs herself, scoffs herself silly with this wedding cake. That was a that was a brilliant episode. I also, with, with that kind of jilting, really enjoyed um, Sharon's wedding to Ian where at the at the altar she decides that she's not going to marry him anymore because she's discovered that he'd um, been having an affair with, with Natalie Barnes but she decided originally to go through with it anyway and then decides when she gets there no I'm not going to do it um, so that was a great one um, we had I do you remember, oh go on no you're Becky and Steve I was just about to say that yeah yeah um, um, when well, she gets the big puffy pink dress doesn't she and then she gets totally like bladdered ballerina Barbie yeah and she yeah she gets drunk in the registrar's like I'm sorry I can't actually marry you because you are too sloshed we'll be watching that one very soon on our rewatch because we've just finished uh, 2008 uh, yeah. yesterday so this, this is going to be on the, on the on the agenda to, to watch and uh, Becky's been brilliant it's been, it's been funny some of the characters there that we we thought we would really love seeing again like early Carla we were felt we've been feeling like, fairly oh, mere about okay. but but Becky Granger Becky McDonald to be has um been just perfect hasn't she lovely absolutely love her um then we've got Sophie and Sean who oh, yeah, should have yeah. been the first gay wedding on the 29th of December 2011 and um, that is a, like a, a jilting because Sophie tells her that they can't get married because she kissed Amber. Yeah, yeah, so. they were so close, so close, weren't they? Yep. I enjoyed, um, I've enjoyed Michelle. She's had quite a few good weddings, hasn't she? To, to, both to Robert. I don't think we've ever said I've enjoyed Michelle on this podcast before. She, she's got lots of traits that kind of wound me up when she was <laughs> in the show, but she, she had a good wedding. And the first one in 2018, she was supposed to be marrying Robert and then Phelan bursts into the uh, the ceremony and shoots her. Brilliant. Which is pretty brilliant. Yeah, do it um, again. It, it didn't happen quite like that, but... Cause, because he comes yeah, he... in, because Nicola's been shot, hasn't she? And he kind of carries her into the beast. Like, oh, somebody help me. Um, 
and and then she takes he takes Nicola through to the back and doesn't Maria try and jump him or something and he shoots her and I thought that was amazing you like mean, yeah so shoot shoot Michelle, Michelle sorry and she's right. there with bleeding out all over a wedding dress it's awesome but the the lying on the floor yeah like going oh no but she the, she the, she manages to me. squirm out of that one doesn't she to live another day me and you like going yeah yeah <laughs> and then her second wedding was the one that was just a few years ago where um she's found out beforehand that he'd been having. Um, like basically leading Robert. a double life Robert had with, with, um, Irish, with Vicky. I- Irish Vicky and she reads out his text messages to well their text at messages the, between each other vows. yeah at, at the altar those are the best that vows was, that was a very fun wedding ceremony as well I did enjoy that and um and I guess another one that's recently that's not taken place um that's quite memorable is Emma and Curtis because he gets okay, another get... 29th of December wedding oh, yeah, yeah. didn't they didn't he get um yeah, that, that was that was ten years to the day after Sophie and Sean's wedding. He doesn't he get arrested at the end of it? Does it? Um... Well, because they think that he's committed fraud with the bank. Yeah, because the bank scam. Kind of. I'm not a thief. I'm a liar. Maybe not so memorable at the moment. It's kind of lingering in my head because it was fairly recently that that happened. So yeah, whether whether the wedding ceremonies have taken place or not, Coronation Street has certainly seen a good number of memorable ceremonies over the years, and it's been it's been quite nice looking back over the wedding album with you this evening and uh, <laughs> picking out some of our favourites. And then we we haven't done you know a a Patreon episode for the top weddings at the moment but I wonder if if there were any like thinking about those ones that we just um picked out are there any that jumped to your mind saying well, yes I couldn't give that's, it, that's give gonna it be there could the, I? no but could you no but you might yeah. change your mind if you thought about it a bit more any there that you think well that would probably be in the contention for... well it's difficult because you know do you mean weddings that I enjoyed or weddings that I feel like were important in some way oh enjoyed for the story ones, ones that you thought that was a that was a good wedding because I I, I <sighs> I said well, Raquelia and Raquel, and maybe if we do get around to doing that for Patreon, that's uh, maybe giving that one away if that is my I think the, one. the Eva, um, Aidan, Johnny and Jenny one was really good. Yeah, the double wedding, that was that was awesome. I think the, I think the Shelley one stands out in my mind just for that particular scene uh, where, yeah. where she jilts him because that's been leading up to it for, for so long. Um, and and the, Dennis, the Dennis and Jenny one, for, for whatever reason, stays in my mind as well. Yeah. Any any other ones for you there? You'd have to Le- Les and Silla, I suppose. That's yeah. A, I think. I think Linda and Mike was like the probably the most sort of Eastendery drama kind of. Is it just because he's a Cockney? No. Well, yeah, all right. <laughs> but like you know, it was proper like hand wringing, crying, running through different rooms, uh, traumatic. Stuffing people in boots or whatever, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I throwing know I mean. throwing things around, people not turning up, mm. kind of a wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been it's been it's been fun. I've been, I've enjoyed this. Thank you everybody for listening. I hope we've been able to bring back a few memories of a Cory weddings past, and maybe if there's any that we've been talking about here that you think, oh, I need to go onto YouTube or whatever and check that out. That sounds fun that maybe we've inspired you to do a little bit of Corrie watching yeah, as well. Yeah, why don't you spend the we- the weekend um, wedding watching? Yeah, do it. It's Coronation fun. Street it's style. <laughs> um, and any particular like type of weddings just before we finish that... We, I know we, we, we want to have the gay wedding at some point, but any other... The gay wedding. Any other wedding tropes or... Not tropes, any other wedding styles or whatever that we haven't seen... Like, are we waiting for the first... I just want a big... Like you said, a big community. This feels special. These characters are important. You know, as as the years have gone by and the cast has got bigger, um, it's felt like 
that weddings take on a slightly different meaning to what they used to be, which was you genuinely felt like you were part of a community watching somebody in that community get married. So Because the cast was small as well, it yeah. often felt like so everybody is there. Yeah. So what I would really like is, I don't know how they're going to ever do this, get two really beloved big name characters and have them get married in a really romantic ceremony where everybody's there and everybody just has a really nice time and it feels like significant but the trouble is the longer Corey goes the more wet you know it becomes the whatever 100th wedding or whatever and so it loses its meaning mm. i don't know if they that's can why ever... they need to find something special like wait have we have had a wedding yet where the bride or groom has died on the wedding day oh that'd be a good yeah we haven't have we well, that'd yeah. be a good one yeah <laughs> maybe they could do something where like in the publicity and the run up to it, they say either the bride or the groom will die. Yeah, and they could have the whole way through. Like, who's it going to be? Um, like people kind of near, nearly like you know, leaning against a railing, and you can see that the railing's wobbly, and you're like, oh, he's going to go over. Oh no, it's not that. Or like somebody accidentally smashes the glass, and nobody notices, and there's glass in the champagne, and they're about to take a swig, and somebody goes, no, don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then at the very end, just like gets run over by the horse and cart. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fun to me. Sounds know. brilliant. Yeah. I'm trying to think like we haven't even like mentioned there's been a couple of prison weddings in Coronation Street, haven't there? Like Fizz and John get married in a prison. Liz and Jim got married in a prison as well for one of their weddings. I'm trying to think if there's any other important or or, or visually spectacular venues that Coronation Street could have like back of a biplane or uh... <laughs> Underwater. Oh, well, I mean, the Rover still has never been used as a venue for a wedding, I has it? I think it's licensed for Well, I think, well, maybe maybe it's time Can that Jenny got that. Can you license a pub, though? Yeah, probably. All right. And then go to the church for the reception afterwards just to have a reverse <laughs> just wedding. Just be like, how do you like it, Vicar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the tea urn out. Or maybe, I mean... I'm thinking. I suppose with Rana and Kate's wedding, I was. I'm thinking like death, proper proper deathbed weddings where one of them dies afterwards as well. That was close because doesn't Rana kind of semi unofficially gets married to Kate while she's dying, doesn't she? I can't remember what happens. Did somebody go in there and pretend to marry them or something just remember. to appease them? Did, did, they, did, did Billy, Billy squeeze that? in there? Maybe I don't remember. Not sure. Maybe that does count as a wedding where somebody dies. Maybe it does, maybe it does. I don't know. If any, if anyone's got any other ideas for what hasn't been done in Coronation Street, the thing is it's probably been done on another soap, hasn't it? Yeah. They even had a wedding for a dog on Neighbours, if I remember rightly, didn't they? Didn't Bouncer get married in that dream sequence? <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Right, time to go. i tell you what go. they've not done on Coronation Street, what? they did on Neighbours. What's have that? Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan yeah, get married. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go now. Thank you everybody for, for coming along. Um, do Thanks take a slice of cake on our the way wedding, out. Yes. Um, we've got some sugared almonds for you, and yes, don't forget to sign the guest book. Exactly. Um, hopefully, we weren't too <laughs> echoey for you in our new room. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see how this turns out. See if there's any knobs that we can twiddle or settings that we can change for next time. But I do. I I, I like I like being in this new place, and it's and it's been a bit less un, a bit more comfortable than crouching on the bed. Well, the this is your room, isn't it? This is really Michael's. This room. is Michael's den room now. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's, it's, a, it's our AV room. It's very cool. Right, um, we're going to be back this weekend with our thoughts on this week's Coronation Street episodes. We'll try and make it Saturday morning this week, unlike last weekend where we had to eke it out a little bit and get it there for you well, on Saturday Well, I'm sorry, night. Michael, it's got to be done because we've got Eurovision. Oh, we do have Eurovision coming up this Saturday, so... don't we? We've got friends coming around for that, so we absolutely got to record on Friday night and get out on Saturday morning. So, yeah, look out for that, see what we think. And um, I wonder who it. will win Eurovision. I wonder who. who and who I wonder who will guess? come last. <laughs> Are they actually in it? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Awkward. No, no, no. Oh, Russia. No, yeah. I don't think Russia's in it. I'm oh, talking okay. about us. Oh, yeah. Is it I, I thought that was a bit inappropriate. No. Let's try I'm... our luck anyway. <laughs> Why not? I, Let's just try wanted... see if we can be to Britain at least. <laughs> I wanted Russia to be in it so we wouldn't be last, but you know somebody would vote for him. <laughs> yeah, unlike us. Right. We are going. Yeah, Thank you going everybody for, for listening. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye. Bye. See you. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Oh, oh, oh.